TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Wake up! Wake up! Mike Mulligan. Bears, 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 bears. Football, football, football. You know what? I'd like to say you're wrong, Molly, but you're not wrong very often. David Hall. That was one of the best questions you've ever asked. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to get an answer just as good. Chicago Sports Talk for your morning on 670 The Score. Let's go. Molina, 670 The See, you're in trouble already. No, that was good. This is good. It was good, uh, you know. Paying homage to those that were there. I like homage. They tried to pay homage uh, Friday night. <laughs> Why'd you go, why you go right into what that is? <laughs> I'm just like, you know, like. We couldn't even ease into the show. <laughs> we just got to go right into Let's uh, go. The Jerry Cross debacle at the United Center. It's Gabriel Ramirez, along with Marshall Harris, sports director <laughs> for CBS2. My guy, what up? What's good? Speaking of homage, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day Facts. to all those who celebrate. For those of you who don't, I got terse words for you, but that's another story for another day. Do we do we shout out Megan Good since she's the Coretta Scott? King? Oh, here you oh, go. <laughs> See, you want to talk about me easing in? Uh, yeah, no King to Conquer talk on this show. <laughs> Pop culture, I figured throw it in there a little bit. Ah, uh, man, what a weekend! Uh, what a weekend! No, really though. I mean, because you could say what a weekend of sports, you know, with the Bulls and what happened Friday and such, and then you could say you know what happened over the weekend with. with the NFL playoffs and cancellations and wild finishes and some upsets, I would say. Yeah, super wild card weekend for a reason. Um, or you could just say, you know, the weather. When you said upset, I was like, are you saying upset like a team beat another team that they were not favored to beat or upset like yeah. Bears fans are super upset no, with the results? No, I meant like the Texans Okay, beating, you know what I'm saying, winning, and, and they were the underdog in that game. That was wild. I, I told people Friday on this very show, man, just take the Texans straight up. Mm. They're going to beat the Browns. They're going to beat the Browns. What made you think that they were going to beat the Browns? Uh, Browns defense isn't nearly as good on the road as they are at home. Okay. Houston, a been a minute since they hosted a playoff game in a dome. Yeah. C.J. Stroud, last time I checked, not afraid of a moment. Uh, did, he, did he prove us? Well, I think we knew that even before this game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, everything was indicating. And, I, look, I, I appreciate and respect what Joe Flacco has done for that Browns team. Oh, yeah. But if you get after the quarterback, he's going to have some problems. It doesn't matter. And they got after him. Yeah, it was, it, 45 points is wild, first of all. Um, but Yeah, but, tell that to the Cowboys. Do you think that – do you think that, uh, <laughs> that C.J. Stroud would have – well, I mean, answer's probably no, but do you think C.J. Stroud would have come close to that? It, not the points, but just that game uh, if he had gone to Arrowhead in that no! freezing weather? No, home. Would he have put up more than seven? 
I don't know. I yeah, I probably. But the yes. Well, yeah, yes, probably, probably. But did you watch that? Like Arrowhead looked like a. I, who wants to be there? No one. <laughs> like the fans that paid, you know, hundreds of dollars for tickets. I'm like, the NFL at home experience is so much more enjoyable to me than the in the stands experience. Now, if you're in a suite, I disagree. Like, if you're in a suite like Taylor Swift was, cool. Right. You're, you're comfortable. Ooh, right. Yeah, you're showing off your, your, your nice we're jacket. All, we're, from, we're all not, we're all not uh, fortunate to be that rich. And just, yeah, and so, like, I, as a guy who's worked in the media for 25 years now and has been – I've been in a press box to watch most of my NFL games. I've been in the stands, like, maybe uh, le- less than five times I've been in the stands during my media career. You know why? Because every time I go, I remember I don't enjoy this. Mm. I have no replays that I want. I, that, I can't like, hear start what there. Because if you're in a box or in the press box, you literally, on a perfect delay, the play happens in front of you, and you look up, and the exact same play happens on television, and then you get the replays. You are at the mercy of the scoreboard operator with all their paid ads and. Yeah. So you're the guy. You're the guy that takes out your phone at concerts and watch and watches your phone. The whole time. Uh, not at concerts. That's different. <laughs> you don't like it live. <laughs> that's no. That's different. But an NFL game. How mad do you get if you see like you see a play happen and they don't give you the replay yeah, you yeah. need to yeah, understand? I hear you. I hear you. Worst worst game you've ever been to weather wise. Worst game I've ever been to weather wise. That's a great question. Uh, Text in to three one two. Marshall's thinking three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Worst. Worst weathered game you'd ever been to? Uh, I went over. So the best part about my old job when I was in Philadelphia at NBC Sports Philadelphia. I don't know if people know. If you don't know, let me describe it for you. There's like a four corners. And on one side of that four corners is the Wells Fargo Center where the Sixers and the Flyers play. Okay. On another side, directly across the street, Citizens Bank Park where the Phillies play. And then directly across the street from the other, uh, from Wells Fargo Center, is the link where the Eagles play. So literally, those it's South Philly. Those four corners, you can walk from one to the other. Our offices are inside the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, wow. So, like, I had season press passes to everything. So, I, like, literally, if I hosted pre- and post-game uh, for the uh, Phillies, I'd walk across the street during the game and then watch, like, the first five, six innings at the game with our, our, our color analysts. For Eagles, I'd go get that buffet on right before the game started and then maybe walk around and see what was going on. There was a game where it was snowing, and I was like, is this what we're doing? And they they, they won. They beat, the, I think it was the Detroit Lions. And I was just like, I, that's the other thing. Snow, I don't, I don't like the snow. I'm from I'm, Alabama. I'm not, no, I'm not a kid anymore. You know, snow is cool when you're a kid. As a functioning adult, having to do things, and the weather is like what it is. But you nah. got to remember, you got to remember that the the snow is also a blessing because it shuts things down. So if you are the type of person that doesn't like to be on the go all the time, like if you were in Miami, it would never stop, right? But like in Chicago, the snow comes and, and you get to low key be like, "Whew, I did not want to go do that anyway." You know? Yeah. So it's, there's there's perks to it, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying nah, I nah, love right, it. You're right. I'm not saying I love it. You are right. It's perks. Two two games that I went to that really stood out to me was. The first one, it was actually in a dome. But my family and I, as a lot of people mentioned, I mentioned a lot, we tailgate, you know, and we go travel. So we went to Detroit one time, and I'll never forget, it was like minus two. Yeah, like why, that, why? Two, why are you one, tailgating? Snowing outside, and we are literally outside with a, with a, with a grill, getting it in. You want to know why? Porque soy hombre. 
because I'm a man and I do those things. That was one. And then I remember one time I went to a Sox game beginning of the season. And it was frigid, right? Bruh, frigid would be an understatement. Like, I remember being out there so layered up and it was, I just remember it was like me and like four people. In the whole stadium. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I here you right just, now? I just, got this big ass coat on. I'm like sitting there. I'm sure I made it on TV. Okay, you just reminded me of something. I think it was 2010. Phillies Giants in the uh, NLCS or NLDS. I can't remember which one, but oh, I was out in San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. San Francisco at night and the uh, the extra media seating was out in the outfield. So those so cold. Smacking you, whipping. The whip, the wind was whipping. No it was so cold. I was like, yeah, y'all need more. Y'all mm. need more press box seats. It was a lot of the man. I had uh we got some on the text line right now. 773 said Mike Dicka's halftime ceremony and then the Bears Rams game. Okay. 785. Says I live in uh Kansas. It's ridiculously cold here all weekends. Currently minus nine. Nobody cares. Minus nine. Last I say that only because it's cold here in Chicago. Uh, last game of the season versus the Buffalo Bills on Christmas Eve was the worst weather I've been to. Oh, he was, said he won the t- Oh, it's my guy Patrick. Said he won the tickets from us. Awesome. Was it that cold that day? Soft. Everybody's soft to you because you're out here. I'm a man. I I, I'm one. out here tailgating when I could be in a bar doing this, you know, the same effective thing. Like, I, I'll be inside. You, you, you sound like my You sound like my older dad. Who's like, son, if you're going to buy me some Bears tickets, make sure it's in September. <laughs> Don't don't ever buy me tickets in December or November, okay, Gabe? And I'm like, but he he box. would go to a playoff game though. No, he wouldn't. Really? My dad will stay his ass at home in the comfort. I could tell him to go do anything. If it's on a Sunday, <laughs> whatever you do on a Sunday in my family has to be pit up against the Bears game or just the NFL in general. The Bears could be on a bye, and he's just like, no, <laughs> I am not doing that. But he's he gets to go to the game. Trust me. If I told my dad, go ahead. January what was it yesterday? January 14th. Yesterday, yes, in Chicago, yes. Had there been would there would there have been a game here yesterday? No, <laughs> you got to win the division to get a, a home game. What I, I meant more so about the temperature outside, bro. Stop trashing the. Oh Bears, yeah, there would have been a game. There would have been a game. They're playing. They're playing today in Buffalo. The temperature's not that much better. It's just less snow and it's less of a public safety hazard. What do you think about the first weekend of the playoffs? Just as a whole, for the NFL, it's always stuff. great, man. Because because like you fight so hard just to get here. Really, all that matters is what you do when you get here. Like, remember no last year, the, the Vikings? Yeah, 12-4. and four. And, you know, the, neg- the negative point differential, and then they got to the playoffs, and they were exactly who everyone thought they were. The Cowboys, exactly who everyone thought they were. Bro, my boy, he's from Texas. Oh, not a Cowboys fan. Te- Cowboys uh, fan. So there's this ongoing bet in my, in my group, and it is one of my boys got the Bears. One of my boys is a Jets fan. He's from the East Coast. One of my boys is from Texas, so he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. So it's the three of them, and they put $100 every year into this pot. It's up to like 1200 I think it is. And every year, the three of them put 100 bucks into the pot, and whoever wins the Super Bowl first gets all the money. So one of my boys last year, um, no, sorry. He had the, he had two the years Eagles? Ago. No, 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 just those oh, three teams. Okay, just those three teams. So one of my other boys, he's a Bears fan, but he wants to get in on it. And he was like, man, let me get the Texans. And this was before they got C.J. Stroud. Before He was like, let me get the Texans. Nobody wanted to give them the Texans, even though they suck. No one wanted to give them the Texans. Because they saw those first-round picks come in. And- they just didn't want that. No, no, because you, you, wait, you know all these guys. <laughs> I just, I, I'm over here talking to you as if you don't know who I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. 
Beto has the Bears. Okay. 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 There's a guy named Sonic. You don't know him. He's one part of three room too, though. He has the Jets. And Terrence, you play ball with him. Okay. Um, he had excuse me, he's the one that wants you know, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse's from Houston. Okay. And Jesse was it, it, rocking with the Dallas Cowboys. And then Terrence wanted the, the Texans. The Texans. And they were like, nah, because you got to be a real, you got to, uh, uh, you got to drop your allegiance to the Bears, and you need to ride with the Texans forever from here on out because that's why we're taking this bet, like all that kind of stuff. Nah, man. Let me put my money in and get my money. So then my boy goes, my boy, my Jesse, <laughs> going into the playoffs. They're all like, oh, man, you know, no Jets, no Bears. It's only Jesse. So people are like, oh, no. And Jesse's like, guys, you know the Dallas Cowboys always lose in the first round. He said this two weeks ago. And we're all like, look at him trying to do the reverse black cat psychology on everybody. And last night, the group chat was going so hard on him because of the Dallas Cowboys. You know the Packers are 6-0 and all time at Jerry World? Are you serious? 6-0 and all time. Preseason, regular season, oh, postseason. 6-0 and all. Never lost at Jerry World. Damn, Mike McCarthy getting fired. I think he. I think he. I think Jerry Jones really wanted to fire him for the last couple of seasons, but he he was doing like the uh, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus thing, where he's like, "Nah, I, I, I brought this guy in. I, I think he's close. I think he's gonna do it." And then they keep him, and then he loses again. I mean, it's tough, right? When you're playing the blame game, it's tough to like really say like this thing is the reason why we are not the best team out of the entire NFL it's hard it is hard but the free agent class coaching wise has never been stronger can we agree on that that's a great point so I know a guy named Jed Hoyer who told me to tell you if your guy is out there go get your guy guy. yeah I am a firm believer in that but you can't you can't it can't be a Belichick why not? Too old? No. Too I want to have control over everything. I feel like he and Jerry might butt heads because of that. Right. You you too too set in his ways. You know what I mean? You're gonna need that. Like he he's gonna need like somebody like a tick below Bill Belichick. But still that still like Pete Carroll could come in. Remember, it took him it took him till last season to finally put Jimmy in the ring of honor and he coached <laughs> multiple Super Bowl teams. Jimmy spoke spoke about that at length. So Jerry I, I just All right, so who's, who's your guy then? If you if you if, if the assumption is a la Jet Hoyer you guys out there go get him, who's the, who's your guy? If you're Dallas. It could be Mike Vrabel. It could be Vrabel. It could be Carroll, but I think Carroll's okay. I think he likes where he lives and he likes his life. He's almost 80. He's I don't know if he's going to I mean, he's, a, he's the same age as Bill Belichick. They're both 72. Okay. So I think. But I don't know. I don't know. I've I seen Pete Carroll. Yo. The did you see when he was throwing, like, he was in practice throwing the guys? He's guarding wide receivers at I was 72. Like, how is this? Can I? I need his workout regimen and diet. I just remember seeing him do that, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? Exactly. So, yeah, I, th- I could see Pete Carroll wanting to win one more, though, and feeling like, hey, a little CeeDee Lamb, a little Dak Prescott. Decent defense, and if I can upgrade a couple more pieces, I'm sure he thinks the Cowboys are better than the Seahawks. So if he's going to inherit a decent team and maybe have like a one, two-year go at it to be a bridge to the future of the Dallas Cowboys, I think that'd be... The problem is the Cowboys aren't better than a whole lot of other teams, including the <laughs> Green Bay Packers. It was oh. it was demonstrable. It like What happened last night 
was wild because they went in there and picked up. And, like, that's why I was like, if you're a Bears fan, are you, like, I can't believe we got to deal with this for another 10 years just like we did that's with not what I was Favre thinking. and Rodgers? Or were you thinking, man, that that week 18 performance wasn't that bad because, look, they no, held no. them to 17 points. No, and- no. Week 18 was bad. Okay. And I, for me, it was more like a, for me, it was more like a, oh, we could do that. Not with the team that we have. I'm saying we could be that. We could we could be a team that, you know, flies under the radar. You got Jordan Love? Trying to beat somebody. You got Jordan Love? Jordan Love is for real. Can we agree on that? I don't know if I'm, I'm like, I, he is good. There's no doubt about that. Is he, and he is a top 10 quarterback this year. No doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just said it. I was like, did you hear what you just said? That's what I was about to tell you. I, I guess I'm like, um... Yeah, I don't want to believe it. You don't want just him talk to, to my. I just speak you don't want heart. to believe that the Packers sat here and had Brett Favre and had Aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings, and then he took over and was like, "Oh, I can do things." No, too. I believe that. The thing is this: that part I believe. And then Jordan loved to do it back. So you got three straight quarterbacks who are capable of leading you to playoff wins. That's what I'm saying. Like I, 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 I believe that the pack, that it's the Packers' way, and that that that's what it is. That does that. What's part the Bears' way? <laughs> we don't have a way. Haven't you found that out yet? But he doesn't have a way. Um, but is he, you know, Hall of Fame? Is he Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers? I'm not there No, he'd yet. have to win, like, well, a title for that. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so, like, are you a good quarterback? Are you Jared Goff? Sure. Now, if Would they, you rather have Jared Goff or Jordan Love? I'd rather have Jordan Love because he's got, he's got a, more of a future ahead of him. Okay. Assuming they're both in their prime. You mean just for, like, one game? No, both in their prime. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you rather have both in their prime? I haven't seen Jordan Love's prime yet, so I'm still gonna roll the dice on Jordan. This Love. is his prime. Oh, okay. He's not gonna go ahead and be 21 okay. for 21. <laughs> hey, how about this? Ask me this question next week after Fair. the 49ers game. Okay. Because if they beat the 49ers, now everybody's gonna be up in arms. No, nah, then you just g- give your flowers to Aaron Jones, and you're like, wow. Is that what you would do as a Bears fan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as a hey, Bears fan? Yeah. He had 20 plus carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns himself. Yes. And he. On some of those plays, he looked like that dude. He looks smooth as butter. I mean, but you know, when you're injured a lot, a good part of the season, get to come back, you know, towards the end, feeling healthy, looking I, all right. I think my issue watching this as a as a Chicago resident and someone who deals with Bear, Bears fans on a daily basis, I just don't want. Just tell that, us you don't like the Bears. I don't want that pain. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I don't want that pain for my people. Yeah, I don't. You look, you're my people. I don't want that yeah. pain for you. I, I, I. A victory against the Dallas Cowboys doesn't doesn't no give no pain. it doesn't it doesn't yeah it doesn't pain me it, 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 it like if you go and win a playoff game on the road doesn't matter who the opponent is it's good that's, football that says something yeah it's good football I love watching and like it wasn't like they battled it out no no they went in there right. and whooped twenty seven nothing they said hey by the way we still we run this it was like at one point one point I'm watching and like I think when they scored either the second or I'm sorry the third or the fourth touchdown. And remember, Dallas has no points. They cut to Jerry in the box, and like oh, no. he literally turns his back to the he knows to the field. Like, <laughs> He's ah, like I'm not doing this. Like, like he want, It looked like he wanted to get up and go home, but he uh, couldn't. It is embarrassing. I mean, because what do you think their issue is? I don't know. Is it? Do they? Have, they're they're madly inconsistent. Do they have a Bears issue where because you were on the Cowboys, the assumption is you're better than you are? Is that a Bears issue? It is. Yes. Look at Justin Fields. Because you're on the Bears, people assume you're better than you are. I, 
Look at any. Pick, pick, I've never thought that about the Bears. Quit. Oh, Papa. What? That's like the number one thing. What? Look, look at any player. They come here. People start feeling them because they're here. And then they can't live up to whatever that hype is. That's what happens in Chicago. And then people, and then it's like a, a really dirty cycle. Pick, pick a sport. Pick a sport. Pete Crow Armstrong has been donned Hall of Famer already. No, he hasn't. Stop. Stop. What? What? Who donned him a Hall of Famer? No, no. He's, he's a Have great. Have you not talked he, to any Cubs fan I, about Pete Crow Armstrong? I talked to Pete Crow Armstrong literally on Friday. I'm not talking about you. And I'm not talking about Pete Crow Armstrong. I'm talking about, the to my point, the fans of Chicago will tell you, regardless of the sport, whoever it is, that person is now a Hall of Famer. Nobody's saying that Jack about anybody. Jack Sanborn? Have, do you hear how people talk about Jack Sanborn? He's local. Pick, local, pick a player. Local kid done well. I, pick a player. Zach Levine. Zach Levine when he first <laughs> got here? Are you kidding me? Off the Timberwolves trade, the guy who had never won a playoff game? Zach Levine when he was putting up 30 okay. points, people were like, oh, my God, we've never seen anything like this since Jordan, since <laughs> D-Rose. Pick a player, pick but another one. But they had literally seen that with Jordan and D-Rose. Joe Kim Noah, one for 10 around the rim. People thought he was the great. I mean, come on. So, really, it's you're not saying people are donning people Hall of Fame. You're just saying... They're projecting them to to do bigger things than they ever do. Yes, they're not living up to expectations because the expectations are wild. We want greatness in this city. When you play for the Bulls, we want Michael Jordan. When you play for the Bears, we want a Super Bowl. When you play baseball, we want a World Series. And that's and, that's and, everybody in every city. And when you come in here, though, right? When you come in here, though, you are the person that's now leading us there. You're the man. You're the chosen one. And when you don't live up to that height, we hate you. Who's doing that on the White Sox right now? <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about the White Sox. That's the problem. I'm the only one that we care about the talk White Sox. Talk to me about we... Luis Robert Jr. Talk to me about Dylan Cease. I'm like Cy Young, even if he sucks right Yo, now. Yo, Dylan Cease on the first train out of town. As soon as they can find whatever they're looking for, he is gone. Gosh. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, <laughs> Longo Marshall Harris. <laughs> 670 score filling in for We're about to have fun all morning long. I can tell you that. I promise you that. The coffee is just starting to kick in. I even have coffee. I'm just off the natural high of waking up early in the morning. Let's Maybe go. Maybe you're delirious because, you know, you worked last night. I did. It was it was it was, it was pleasurable. Is that what it was? Yeah. More pleasurable than being at that ring ceremony when those booze came down. Dude, I cannot wait to talk about that. That's going to be a good one. We got to do the top of the hour. All right, we got some great guests for you guys lined up today. We got Dane Brugler. Coming on at 7.20, Ruthie Polinski from NBC Sports is going to be coming on at 8 o'clock. Y'all don't be gangbanging with each other, right? Like NBC, CBS was good. No, y'all don't do that? I was out with Layla on Saturday. She scored. We, so we, you might we have did, had like, you We know, did transition on here on Friday. Some, some, Layla and I go back 10 years. I, some gangbangers are from different areas and you still rock with them, you know what I'm saying? Ruthie Polinski about to be on the show, right? <laughs> she with NBC, right? Last time I checked. I'm over here talking to Yeah, exactly. I, you know, your girl, Caitlin Sharkey, she's over at WGN. I love Sharkey. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love them all. Luke Nellis. Oh, my guy. Ain't nobody I don't love. Like, the whole Maybe thing they don't with, like you. With the media, like I feel like radio stations are a little more back and forth. That's a good point. But TV, it's like, as long as you're not a jerk, we all everybody's yeah. good. Is it because TV's more incestuous? Like it's like you bounce around a little bit, you know, to those things. Like yeah, you, and we have we have very similar worked, struggles in those small markets right. too. But because you've been at CBS in different markets for fifteen years now? Five. Five. Last five years. Right. So two and a half years here in Chicago, two and a half years in Sacramento. Before that, I was with I was with NBC Sports Philadelphia. Well, that's what I meant for eleven right. years. So you got love for NBC. It's different. Yeah, you well. used to be Crip. Now you blood. 
<laughs> I'm neutral. Right. I'm neutral. Jason Fitz hangs out with us at 8.30. Will Purdue at 9 o'clock. That's going to be great talking about some uh, some Bulls basketball. Um, and then later on today, we got some really good stuff for you as well. We're going to have the Bill Steelers game. Uh, that's going to start at 3 o'clock on 6.70, the score. And the Bulls game was supposed to be on um, the score at 5.45 with the pregame, but that's going to be on the Odyssey app. Look at that. If there was ever incentive to go download the Odyssey app, um, to catch that Bulls game most certainly is, is a big one. So uh, we're going to join the game, Bulls game, in progress, immediately following the Bills steelers game. So make sure you guys check that out as well. All right, but coming up uh, in just a second, speaking of homages we did at the top of the hour, we got to do that uh, for Mully and Haw. Uh, we will continue their tradition. The pick six happens. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. In less than 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere. We will do that next. It's Gabe Ramirez and Marshall Harris right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767, or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. Heading into the weekend, the Miami Dolphins had the highest offensive efficiency and only put up seven points. The Cleveland Browns had the best defense, but gave up 45 points to the Texans. Does this say more about Stroud and Mahomes or how difficult it is to win in the playoffs? Great question. Alex Kuhn, Alex Kuhn, Tyler Ferengal holding producing duties down today. Appreciate you gentlemen for waking up early. It's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris filling in for Mully and Hall today. Um, I mean, geez, we know how great Mahomes is. This we know already. Stroud, we've been impressed all season long. And you can't discredit the performance. But as Marshall and I were talking about a second ago, I mean, the playoffs are just a different beast. It just doesn't matter. And, you know, I've talked to enough NFL players that would tell you it's just any given Sunday. And that exists even in the playoffs. And so I, I don't know what is in that secret sauce. What can make someone play up to a certain level? But 
I mean, when you're looking at these things, it's different, man. You're playing in September. It's hot in Miami. The grass is the greenest it's ever been. You get to throw the Tyreek Hill, the Cheetah, who's super fast. Everybody's healthy going into this. Like, it, that, that's what that is. So it's hard because we put so much into the statistics of a team, especially during the season. But come playoff time, man, you got to man up. You have to man up. And as they say, somebody, if not, someone will punch you in the mouth. And that's exactly what happened this weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs, they don't care that they have one of the worst wide receiver rooms in the playoffs. They don't care that people think that they weren't going to win with whoever because Travis Kelsey might retire. They don't care that Taylor Swift is in the stands. It's playoff time. It's real now. Now, the Texans have no idea what that's like. So it's like. And they played like that, too. And they played like that. Like, what? Whatever. It's just another game. (laughs) We're here. We're home. We're (laughs) going to do our thing. So I I would say then that that Stroud and Mahomes are the constant, but playoffs are the playoffs, and it is difficult to win there. There's absolutely something to be said about having a franchise quarterback. Hmm. Think, think about the Chiefs. They didn't have a franchise quarterback. They hadn't drafted a quarterback who started a game for them for, for 30 years prior to Patrick Mahomes arriving. You you think about the, the Texans and just the quick turnaround with a guy like C.J. Stroud. Something you mentioned right there, Gabe, is that Tua is a good quarterback, but the conditions have to be perfect. He has to have great protection. The weather has to be good. It, it, it wasn't the other night, and they had absolutely no chance. And now Miami is wondering, are we going to have to start over at quarterback? Are we going to have to figure something else out? So the secret sauce is complicated, but the uncomplicated part about it in the playoffs <laughs> is you got to have a great quarterback to do well. You know what? Sometimes things are simple, way more simple than we make them out to be. I looked and like I said on this very show, I said, some of these games aren't adding up the way people are. I looked at the lines, and I was like, why is Houston an underdog at home against a Cleveland Browns team that doesn't really do that well away from home? That doesn't have Nick Chubb or Deshaun Watson. I mean, <laughs> well, Deshaun Watson. We can, mm, I'm just saying. Yeah. So, like, Joe Flacco had a nice little run, but C.J. Stroud has shown you time and time again this season. When healthy, he is that dude. And it had been a long time since the Texans had hosted a playoff game. And that means something. Home field advantage means something if you're, you know, a good team. Not that the Cowboys aren't a good team. They're just not that good. So so I'm thinking to back up what Gabe said, it's all about the quarterback. And they, they had the better quarterbacks in those games. Anyway, you look at it. And that's whether it was in the regular season I'd argue Mahomes is better than Tua in Miami as well. Sometimes it really is that simple, and that that's a sad point for uh, this particular I, 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 I do think, though, had like, like we were talking about a second, had the Texans went to Kansas City, Kansas City would have won. If Miami would have been playing uh, Cleveland, they would have won, and then this conversation would be different. Whoa, Miami would have beaten Cleveland in Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, I could say whatever I want now. Yeah, that, you're wrong. So, yes, you can. <laughs> my you're... question is kind of a dumb question. <laughs> the Bulls got the season sweep against San Antonio over the weekend, going 3-0 and against the Spurs this season. They're now three games below 500 after starting the season 5-14. and In your eyes, what is the ceiling for this team? Oh, man. I want to say the ceiling is uh, playoffs, like making them. No playing? Look, look I, think they can, I, I think they can get to the sixth spot. 
I think they're good enough to get to the sixth spot. Now, whether they play consistently enough to do it, that's another thing. The East is not as good as the West. If they were in the West, they would be buried right now. <laughs> buried with no chance of any Undertaker popping out the coffin type of uh, comeback. But they're in the East. So they've gotten it together. They've been much more consistent. They're playing much more connected, as Billy Donovan would say, on the defensive end of the ball. And they are moving the ball on offense. Some of the, the even against the Warriors in the loss, right? The offense was flowing. Like, you can get 25, 30 plus assists any given night. You're doing well. They've got, they've really gone away from the ISO ball, which has really been restricted. They've really started to go working back through Vooch. They've allowed Kobe White to develop into that guy. So I think the ceiling for them is making the playoffs. And depending on the matchup, maybe they could still, still around, but. They, 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 first, they need to get out of the 7-8 spot, which means you avoid the play-in tournament. I guess I'll be the wet blanket. I'll say the ceiling for them is the 7 spot in the East, and the reason I say that is because 10 of their next 14 games are on the road. They are 6-12 and 12 this season away from home, so I reserve the right to change my, my mind. If they perform well away from the United Center, I love the way, as you said, Marshall, that they're they're continuing to move the basketball and hopefully – uh, Zach Levine and and it continues to get more minutes and to gel with this core, but they got to show me something away from home before I'm ready to say that they're a team that can get into that or out of that play-in situation. Six and twelve away from home, but uh, two and zero oh in their last two road games. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I look at this team and I say, you know, they won three out of the, or excuse me, four out of the last five. Uh, they have been playing well. I. I Again, I think I think you're right, Marshall. I think it's more about the Eastern Conference than it is about this ringing endorsement for the Chicago Bulls as to where they'll be. I do think, however, that you know because they are in play hard mode right now, uh, that they can find themselves in that sixth or fifth seed. Not because they are better than those teams, because they'll just put in more effort in the regular season, and then you know not have to play in those playing situations. I think, you know, when you're looking at the next six games or excuse me, eight games for the rest of the month. Right, six out of the eight are on the road, as um, you know, Alex had mentioned. But the Bulls could easily win six of those if you're oh. looking at who it is. Yeah, T- tell me who. T- t- tell me who they're beating. I'll go. I'll go in a row. Cleveland, Toronto, Memphis. Skip the two right there. <laughs> not and at then, Phoenix. Not at Los Angeles. No, no, they're going to be partying on the West Coast. And then you go out to Portland. You got it. You're bored over there. So you got. You're going to win that one for sure. Portland's awful. Terrible. Uh, you're going to double back against Toronto. You know, and then Charlotte. My, uh, I can see them winning the Toronto games. I'll, I'll say this. The Lakers aren't good. I just want to point, the, point right. that out. Hey, listen. I'm I'm over 30, and I know what it's like to be really good for the first game in a pickup game situation. And then in the third and fourth <laughs> game, you're trash. That is LeBron James. First couple months of the season looked like wow. a damn star. Wow. And now he's just like, whoa. whoa. Now you coming to the Can't Kings next. The who? The King. Who's the King? King Elvis Presley? King James. Bye-bye. You, uh, you ain't never going to hear me say that. You're never going to hear me he's say He's never it. been the best basketball player in the NBA? I didn't say that. Oh, what are you saying? He's not whatever word you use to describe it. <laughs> the ceiling for the Chicago Bulls, I'll say fifth seed. Don't forget, when Zach Levine is gone, they are going to add some ammunition. I think it'll gel better. Uh, he's still getting traded? Yeah, absolutely. he's out of here, bro. Get him out of here. Uh, what was the first part of that question? Because I had an answer for that one, too. C.J. Stroud was 16 for 21 for 274 and three touchdowns against the Browns Jeez. this weekend. Justin Fields against that same team, 19 of 40, 166 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. Did the Texans game change your mind about wanting a top-tier quarterback in the building instead 
of bringing back fields? I mean, I've, I've, I am, I, I think this should be, I know nobody likes, or not nobody, even though Ryan Poles did say, I wish you had the clip, hey man, he has thought about the idea of, you know, having fields and drafting a quarterback. It's not, it's not out there. He's, he's, he's looked at every possibility. But I think when you watch this, and I said it to my brother before the playoffs started. So when you look at the 14 teams in the playoffs, the top 10 quarterbacks are in the playoffs. Every single quarterback that falls in the top 10 is in the playoffs. And so, you know, I, I have held true to, the, to my thinking that Justin Fields is a top 13 to 17 quarterback in the league. He's not a bottom feeder. He's right there in the middle. But I selfishly want a top 10 quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Is there a guarantee that we're going to draft him and he's going to be great? on? No, but the possibility exists, and I'm here for that. And if you're, if you're asking the Texans and if you ask them if they regret anything, they're going to say no. They regret trading their future to get um, Will Anderson and moving up and making their team better in the present. No, they don't regret any of that. Why? Because they took chances and they tried to make their team the best it possibly can be in the present. And I don't think the Bears have the luxury of trying to figure things out. They have the luxury of having the number one pick. And I think with And the number nine pick. And the number nine pick. And I think with that, you know, they can make their team significantly better. And I think, yes, I don't think it's changed my mind because I've I've been all about having a top tier quarterback in this league. He really has. And, and and I haven't been here for the build around Justin Fields narrative only because we have the number one pick. Um so so no, not at all. I think CJ Stroud is just just let, just showing you that, you know, because my, my biggest the thing that I hate the most when having this conversation with Bears fans is that is the is the argument that Justin Fields is now better than every college quarterback that will ever come out for the rest of eternity. Because if you're how are you sure how do you know that quarterback's gonna be better than Justin Fields? You what? don't. You don't. You don't, but you cannot then say that Justin Fields is going to be better than every quarterback. CJ Stroud proves that, and because of that. Give me a give me one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the draft, please. I too like a good straw man. <laughs> I I would love for the, for the Bears to have a top ten quarterback. Uh, I just don't know if one is available to them in the draft. I, I I understand the the hype around Caleb Williams, but I just feel like this man don't like Justin Fields. I, he don't like Caleb Williams. When people talk about it, what what <laughs> he doesn't like anyone who actually is going to have to put on a jersey and be the Bears quarterback. Hey, people say that he's generational, but then. Nobody ever asks him what makes him generational. What is it about of the skill set? What what is it? What well, is it? It's the His throws arms, he can make. Throws, yeah, yeah. yeah but they're like generational. He, we've never seen it before. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert don't exist. Like I, I am struggling right now as somebody who has seen Lincoln Riley quarterbacks in the past come into the league. And their Baker Mayfield has been a serviceable starting quarterback. Kyler Murray, we'll see. The the, the jury is still out on him. I'm just not quite there with Caleb Williams. However, if the Bears are convict, uh, have conviction that he is much better than Justin Fields and can be that top 10 quarterback, they have to pull the trigger. That My stance hasn't changed on that. Back to the original question about seeing what happened against the Texans changed my mind. Listen, the Browns defense is good at home and not so great on the road. Let me, you want these splits? You want these road home splits? Yes, yes I do. Eight and one at home. Giving up 13.9 points per game. Three and five on the road. Giving up 29.6 points per game. Sheesh. So I'm not surprised. I told you what was going to happen. I mean, I didn't tell you personally. I I told the people who listened to this program (laughs) what was going to happen. The Browns defense is not the same 
on the road. And C.J. Stroud said, I'm not the same, period. Watch this. I'm different. I'm different. <laughs> I'm different. So what I'm saying is, yes, Justin Fields has work to do. I don't know what his ceiling is anymore because I don't know if he can process quick enough. <laughs> he sounds so defeated. <laughs> well, I don't know anymore. I, I, we went into the last two seasons with me saying, okay, if nothing else, I need to know what Justin Fields is. And at the end of the, each of the last two seasons, I was like, he hasn't shown it to me I yet. Don't, I don't know. I still don't know. So, yeah, get, go, go get your quarterback. Hopefully the Bears can develop a quarterback. How's that worked out in organizational I need, no, I need, you, you, your, your negativity from all, everybody here except for me, I'm out. It's not negativity. It's pragmatic. Did, did, did you hear how your, your statement ended? So go get your quarterback, and if you could develop, hopefully you could develop. <laughs> it's like, damn. I have a question. When was the last time the Bears developed an all-pro quarterback? Exactly. Jay Cutler. I'm going to go ahead and be quiet now. Next. There's going to be a lot of questions on the draft process. Speaking of the Bears, now that the season is over and the rumor mill has begun and two potential rumors have stood out, which one is more intriguing? Do either of these uh, excite you? The Bear, the first one, Bears trading Justin Fields and number nine for the second pick overall. And Carolina's second, uh, and then the other one is Carolina's second round no, 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 pick so, next so, year. I got you. I got you for Herbert my and bad. a fourth rounder. I got you. My bad. I wrote that. So I, oh. I, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of ampersands and a lot of no. I got hashtag you. signs. In I like there. ampersands. I like I like syntax so. in general. So it's, it's Justin Fields and the number nine for Washington's number two pick. Right. And and then we give them uh, Carolina's. Oh wait, no, I wrote that wrong. No, no, number you one you, and number nine. No, you you said Carolina's pick. I know it was Khalil Herbert and uh. Fourth round. No, fourth that's Justin round. Herbert in the fourth round. Oh, Justin Herbert. It's Justin Fields in the number nine for sorry. Justin Fields in the number nine for this for Washington's number two pick. And then the other one, you were right, Alex. My apologies. And then it was uh the number one pick and Carolina's second round pick next year for Justin Herbert in the fourth rounder. For Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert in the fourth rounder for the number one pick and Carolina's number uh second round pick next year. How are you getting Carolina's no, oh, we have, we have, we already have the Bears have the Bears, it. Bears already have it. Uh, My bad. Sorry yeah, both that. those Terrible trades. I, ju- I would do either of those trades. Here's why. If you get the number one, number two pick, now I can trade that number two pick and get a whole bunch of stuff. Or the number one pick and get a whole bunch of stuff. And you don't, Justin Fields is no longer here. You're getting a quarterback and you're getting a whole bunch of stuff. I'll take that one. And I'll take the other one too because Justin Herbert can play football. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very simple. Yeah, the answer I, is the answer is yes and yes. Caleb Williams. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the 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 Justin Herbert thing. Yeah, if 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 you have a chance of getting him, you you get him. Uh, so that one's cut and dry. But as far they're as they're not doing this, that though, we yeah, all understand that, right? The, the second round pick one, the more realistic uh, scenario of the two, you, you need a second round pick. And I have been on the train of getting a second round pick to draft a center to make sure that whoever is behind center this year has a, a stalwart on that offensive line and the offensive line can move forward uh, as as a strength of this team. No more bad snaps. I'm trying to think who would I like what what situation would I be more disappointed in? Is it is it keeping the number one, getting the number two, having Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and that doesn't pan out? Or trading away the number one pick, getting Justin Herbert and then he doesn't pan out. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to think which I'd be more upset. If Justin about. Herbert doesn't pan out, that's you. That's the Bears because he's already a four thousand yard passer. I, I know what he can do. We already know. I've seen it. Okay. And he's done. It, he's done it every. He's been good so, every year. Yeah. And then like DJ Moore and like let's just say like a Roma Dunze or someone you know at number nine. And then you got Herbert and those two if guys. If you have Justin Herbert 
and you have that defense. That's disappointing. Let me let me tell you something. Proven. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That's a problem. If you have Justin Herbert and the Bears defense and that salary cap space that they can use, the seventh most in football. Yeah. And they can't figure it out. Yeah. By Matt Eberflus. By Ryan Poles. Yeah. By. Yeah, I I, uh, I I do. I'm intrigued by the Justin Fields in the number nine for the number two pick. I, I, I look at a team like Washington, and you're like, all right, maybe they don't like a Drake May, or that they do. Maybe they prefer. I don't know. Number nine, you still get another. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Would they even do those? Deals? No, they wouldn't do that deal. You don't think so? Give up the number two overall pick for Justin Fields and, and trade back nine. to nine. You get your quarterback that you can build. Right? Isn't that what everybody wants to do in Chicago? I, I don't think they would draft Justin Fields with the number two overall pick, though. Just, that's my point. Huh? What does Justin Fields say he's deserving? Aaron, glad you brought that up. After going 27 of 32 for 316 yards and two touchdowns against the Bears to make the playoffs, Jordan Love went 16 of 21 for 272 and three touchdowns against the Cowboys to get his first playoff victory. On a scale from one to Valus Jones Jr., <laughs> how mad are you about it all? You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's mine. Yeah, that's you. Uh, that's you. Uh, sorry, I was laughing at my joke. Um, I'm really mad. I'm Valus Jones Jr. mad. Are you kidding me? I mean, you can pretend like, oh, I don't care. It's not my team. I don't, whatever. I think you're just more upset that, you know, I think it's just, to me, I'm more mad about the fact that the Bears just don't have a good quarterback. You know? You look at Jordan Love, and I guess the Bears game was the more, more embarrassing one as a fan. Like, you're watching it 27 for 32 against the Bears, 316, two touchdowns, and a game that they needed to win to make the playoffs, essentially a playoff game. And then he doubles down against the Cowboys, against a team. That, did you see the, the pregame? Not one of those analysts picked the Packers to win. Every single one of them had the Cowboys. And I think, you know, to be behind the eight ball like that and to come out and have a performance like that, it's just, I mean, it's just really impressive. So, yeah, I think I'm more angry because the Bears are nowhere near that. And so the anger is, is, is not just directed towards Jordan Love, but it's it's towards a franchise that their city sucks, their state sucks, but their teams are pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> that reality off. that reality sets in it's the worst it's the worst could you think back to the beginning of the season jordan love versus justin fields oh justin fields is gonna crap on jordan love he's way better than him are you kidding me it, oh what if justin what if jordan love outplays justin Fields? that's not gonna happen jordan love's not not him justin fields is and here we are 19 weeks later Talking about his performance in the playoffs where he defeats the Dallas Cowboys. On yes. the road. Yes, I'm Bayless Jones Jr. mad right now. Yeah, I'm Amir Smith-Marset mad right <laughs> oh. now. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just the fact that we're talking about the Bears having the number one pick. And I think of all the things that people call Caleb Williams the most ridiculous is Bears proof. Nobody, nobody is Bears proof if you're a quarterback. I'm sorry. There's 100 years of history to tell you that. And here the Packers are making a pick in uh, 2020 that everybody was bashing, trading back up to get Aaron Rodgers' replacement. You're like, why would they take Jordan Love? They, they, I think T. Higgins was on the board. They needed a wide receiver. They pissed Aaron Rodgers completely off. And here we are now saying, well, they got a bargain. 
This guy looks like he is going to be a starting quarterback for them for the next decade plus, and a guy who is, is already making a splash in the playoffs. And here we are moving on from Justin Fields likely and wondering if Caleb Williams is going to be, be better proof. Yes. Or better than Jordan. Love. <laughs> and exactly. Man, listen, I'm not even mad. I'm just, resi- I, I'm resigned. I'm resigned to the fact that this is what it's going to be. It is what it is. And this is what it's going to be. Cause look, I've been here two and a half years. I've seen the record spinning. The same song has been playing. Back again, number one hit today. The Packers are better than the Bears. It's ingrained in my <laughs> mind. Aaron Rodgers did not sell his ownership stake. He simply left it to be inherited by Jordan Love. This is where we are. The Bears have the blank best quarterback in the division. Answer that very carefully. It's not looking good. And that's why I'm very pragmatic in this whole we're going to draft the franchise quarterback. I mean, you can do that. As you said, they can do it. Take the gamble. Take the risk. But I hope the tools are in place. Hey, tell me what the name of the offensive coordinator for the Bears is again. Oh, wait, wait they don't have one. You're petty. So, <laughs> I, I look, I'm just resigned. To, it's going to be until you prove otherwise. Why would I sit here and bang my head against the wall and act like I'm not insane? I don't want to be insane. I want to actually not be concussed. I'm going to sit here and just watch it happen and see what happens without – impaling myself into the wall. Yeah, and you're watching Jordan Love, and you see him, you know, make some of his throws, and I was watching the game, and somebody's like, oh, dude, look at that. He looks just like Aaron Rodgers. Yo, that Aaron back Rogers. throw for the touchdown? Beautiful. But I go, I go, he doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers. He looks like Brett Favre. <laughs> I was like, don't you understand? Aaron Rodgers looked like Brett Favre. And then now Jordan Love is a result. They all, it's, it's disgusting they, to watch. They see the guy before them do it. Yes. Like, oh, I could probably work on that and try that. I remember, I'll never forget, when I used to watch Brett Favre playing, and he'd break your heart the same way, you know, all these guys are doing it. And the one move I would look to is, you know, his his fake play action would be, you know, the handoff, and then he'd fake pretend throw the ball. Yeah, and then he'd still have the ball. And No, he'd, he'd, he'd have already handed oh, it off. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. But, but it held the DBs for that millisecond. That, right? <clears throat> so I'd see, I'd see him do that all the time, and it would always work. And I'd be like, damn. Then I saw Aaron Rodgers do it. <laughs> and I'd be like, this mother, that's the one thing you stole from him? That That works. And then you see Jordan Love do it, and I'm like, get your asses out of here. I hate all of you. I hate all of you. So, yeah, that, that kind of upsets. Uh, all right. Um, it I'm is not really in the mood to answer that question. <laughs> Gabriel Ramirez and, and, uh, and Marshall Harris here on 670 to score. Um, coming up next, we've got the extra point. Got one more question for you guys, then we'll take a couple of calls. Uh, but do not forget, man, we got a great show lined up for you, ton of guests. Uh, so don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris right here on 670 The Score. Set up this extra point. It's time for the extra point with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Two future Hall of Fame coaches will be looking for new jobs as the Seahawks decided to let go of Pete Carroll and the Patriots and Bill Belichick parted ways after 24 seasons. If you were an NFL GM with a coaching vacancy, which would you rather hire right now? Will another Super Bowl winning coach and Mike McCarthy be out in Dallas? If so, could Belichick be a landing spot there? And I'll throw another question. With this head coaching market, does it make you more upset that the Bears decided to stick with Matt Eberflus? We got a a pick six in the pick six. In the overtime, we've got six questions. (laughs) Lots of questions. I got you. Um, All right, let me see. Let me start from the beginning. Uh, Who would I rather have right now? 
Oddly enough, I'd rather have Pete Carroll. Of course. Yeah. Okay, so it's not odd. No. Okay, okay. Oddly, I, I, okay, Pete Carroll. I just feel like I'd want to have more fun. And I know you're probably thinking about it from a reporter standpoint. <laughs> You'd rather have more No, not even that. <laughs> I, I, I got my okay. answer. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. So I'd say Pete Carroll. Will another Super Bowl when he goes to Mike Carthy be out in Dallas? Yes, because Marshall convinced me. Um, and if so, are you buying Mike Flores report that Dallas could be landing spot for Belichick? Maybe. Does this make me more upset that the Bears decided not to hire a new head coach this <laughs> offseason? No. I was telling Marshall this off the air. I, <clears throat> you know, my degree is, is in economics. I love business. I worked in finance for five years. I used to work at H&R Block. I did people's taxes. I love numbers. Worked with mortgages, life, all that stuff like that. I love numbers. And I was telling people in the season, I wasn't saying, like, the Bears are going to keep Eberflus because he's some amazing coach. I said he, they're going to do it because he was a leader of men. But I also did, said it because if I was running the Bears organization and I have him on another year, ah, whatever. You just keep him because he did a good job leading men, like uh, uh, Ryan Pohl said, you know, and he's going to be there. So I'm not upset. But maybe I just have a sad loser mentality. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe my mind's not prepped to be in a situation where you go get the quarterback, you go get the coach, and everything, you know, you set things up for yourself. What does that even mean, set things up for yourself? The closest thing I've gotten to setting something up is trading a number one pick for DJ Moore. And Darnell passing Wright. on CJ Stroud. And I passing got you. On That's the best I got for you. You know what I'm saying? In terms of like forward thinking for the Bears. What's so, so I'm, so I'm going to say no there. But but I don't even know if Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick would even want to come to Chicago. Look, I think it's going to be a clean sweep. It's boring. I would take Pete Carroll. He's 72, but he behaves like a 23 year old who drinks way too much pre workout um, and fireball. Yeah, <laughs> that wow. too. Poor local. <laughs> and if. if Will Bill Belichick be in Dallas? I just don't buy that because think about how tight he is with trying to keep information and how little he likes speaking to the media every week. And he's going to have his owner on radio every single week, potentially undermining the message that he works very hard to control coming out of, uh, of the building. So I'm for that reason alone, having a little bit of trouble uh, thinking about that, as far as the the Bears, it does make me a little bit upset. Would Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll consider uh, Chicago? I don't know that, but they kept a defensive-minded head coach, and they said that he he's been his play calling has been great. Which Matt Eberflus, the last half of the the season. The defense did get much better, but these are two of the greatest defensive play callers of all time. Maybe the two greatest defensive play callers of all time out there on the open market with Mike Vrabel, Ben Johnson. This was a year, as Marshall said earlier, where the head coaching market was ripe with good candidates. And that may not be the case next year if the Bears don't do well this upcoming season and have to move on from Matt Eberflus. Listen. This is very simple. Pete Carroll over Bill Belichick because Pete Carroll, Carroll's not going to want to control everything like Bill Belichick's going to control everything. That that could cause friction between not only an owner but also just the general manager. Like if you, you get hired. I mean, basically you're hiring him and he's going to get to bring his own general manager. Is that how, how that's going to work? Something like that. Also, yeah, Mike McCarthy's out. Like what, what, what are we doing? 
He has What has he done in his? You time mean they're there? not going to do the Matt Eberflus thing and bring him back? No, <laughs> there's other. There's better options out there and available. You take the best person. This isn't about hurting people's feelings. This is about getting results. Mike McCarthy has not gotten the results. Now maybe they do bring him back. I'm saying they should get rid of Mike McCarthy and find somebody else. That's what they should do. I'm not sure if they will. As far as Bill Belichick, I can't see it working. I can see Jerry Jones maybe softening a little bit. Remember, this is the guy. He knows about being petty. He kept Jimmy Johnson out of his ring of honor for how many years? Quarter century? If he's looking at the clock, I don't know if he believes in the clock, but if he's looking at the clock and the date, he realizes, hey, I'm 81 years old. Do I want to get another one? Am I willing to do whatever it takes and maybe loosening the reins? Now, if that's the case, maybe he does bring in Belichick. I'd rather have Pete Carroll as my head coach, though. That's that's just me. And and, and I'll say this. The Bears, they stuck with Matt Eberflus. If loyalty is what you want to say. But in this town, you need a proven winner because you have proven that you can't win. So go get someone who you know can get the job done. The fact that they didn't even talk to Harbaugh, and he's now, according to who, Tom Pelissaro? He's in L.A. today to talk about the Chargers head opening job? Now, granted, why would any of those guys that I just mentioned, Harbaugh, Carroll, Belichick, want to come to the Bears? I can't give you a reason. Bears fans know they can't give you a reason as well. That's just where we are. But that's okay because Matt Eberflus is going to be the guy who gets tasked with turning things around. Matt Eberflus is going to be Pete Carroll. Maybe. And Bill Belichick. Maybe. I don't know. Look, look, I'm not ruling that out. First, we got to get an offensive coordinator in here. And you also got to get a, a quarterback in here who can get it done. Do you know how much? Do you know what Jerry Jones' net worth is? $13.8 billion. That's a lot of money, yo. $13.8 billion. So you can afford Bill Belichick's $20 million a year salary? Yeah, and not care about it. I always like to think when I heard you mention 81 years old, and I always like to think, like, man, damn. And then I'm like, man, 1942? You were born in 1942? You mean, like, the Don Julio I'd be drinking? I know you've seen those pics of him <laughs> when he was a kid in Arkansas. Well, I, the that, black and white photo. What? Well, trust who me. Are these, who are these darker-skinned people coming to my school? <laughs> Happy MLK Day, by the way. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that's where I was going to. And I was like, oh, 1962, he was 20. I wonder what he was like. Anyway. Uh, Jerry we have J- photo evidence of what he was like. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Oh, man. I know he wants to win one more. 81 years old. It's just tough, man. And he, listening to him yesterday after the game, he looked defeated. Got like, to. Oh. Imagine you feel like your team's good enough all the time, but then it just isn't. You so, think your team is good enough, but it isn't. And you're part of the problem. And you're like, come on. <laughs> like, it, it, that, you, you know, we got Do you think the Dallas fans think that they have it worse than the Bears? Probably at right. this point. That's what I'm saying. They like, don't understand what real misery like, is. Like you haven't been, you haven't even been to the playoffs. You you got regular season losses that you're pissed <laughs> off about. To get to where we at, to be pissed off about that. Like they got to have a decent team to make the playoffs and constantly lose to be the Indiana Pacers of the NFL. Indiana Pacers of the '90s of the NFL. Like, it's bad. It's bad stuff right there. It's uh, wild. why can't the Bears just be good, bro? Like they might look. They're gonna be better next year. The problem is. Whoa, 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 what? They're not going to be better next year? I just want to know what better means. Like a better team, same record? Oh, oh, better, better record? Better by, team, by, better by, record, but that by, doesn't by, mean they're going to the playoffs. But give me, give me my games. Did you hear what I said? I heard you. Better record. So by one more game? Uh, they're going to be 9-8 and eight and miss be, the playoffs? It could be 9-8. and eight. That That's more than one game. That's two. 
Um, oh, right, they finished right. 17. Don't forget, don't try to X out Week 18 like it didn't happen. You know exactly what happened. What do you mean? Yeah. So they played a game in Week 18. The problem is, I look around the division. Jared Goff looks pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That defense looks still like they can get after it. The Packers. We don't need to discuss that anymore. They 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 are still the Packers. So all right, let's say let's say let's say let's say Kirk Cousins comes back next year for the Vikings. Who wins the NFC North? Oh, I think the the oh. I think the Packers are probably going to win the NFC North. Let me see what the Bears do. The Bears could, let's not forget they were still nine and eight. It's not like they had some like amazing record. No, but the back end they were they were much better the back right. the uh, second half of the season. Okay, much so. like the Bears, and we saw whose second half was really better in that last game, didn't we? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I just so. I look at the, it's going to be interesting because it's gonna, I I've told people that it could potentially be the best. Uh, division in the in the NFL next I year. I think it is the div- best division in the NFC right now. Or NFC, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, what do you guys think about the Bears, about maybe some of the questions we've been asking, thoughts on the future of this team and what it looks like? Uh, we've got the phone lines open. we got Alex Kuhn, Tyler Ferengal producing today, filling in for Dustin Rhodes and Brandon Fryer. Uh, 312-644-6767. We're going to take some of your phone calls, oh some goodness. of your questions. They are angry on this text line. Let oh, me just tell you. And it, but look, shout out to 312. Hey, guys, I'm 72. I just got home from my workout five days a week. Hey, you want to coach the Bears? All right, 312-644-6767. <laughs> your phone calls next. It's Gabe Ramirez and Marshall Harris on 670 The Score. Mornings with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Have you decided whether or not to pick up the fifth-year option for, for Justin? No. Like I said, I'm gonna. We got time before we got to do that, so there's a lot of phases there, and uh, again, we'll we'll make the best decision. It's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris, filling in for Mully and Hall here on 670. The score that was Ryan Poles talking about Justin Fields, and I, I often say this, right? Um, you know, I'm always paying attention to the nonverbals within the verbals, and especially when it comes to the line of questioning. I want you to pay attention to the beginning of, or to the beginning of Ryan Poles' answer to that question again. Go ahead. Have you decided whether or not to pick up the fifth year option for, for Justin? No. Like I said, right, I'm gonna okay. we got time. When you when when you're asking somebody a question, typically, right, if you are in flux about what you're going to do, there is an uh in front of it. Mm, uh, no. Mm, something. There is a noise. I didn't hear the, that. You did not. You heard it definitive. <laughs> Zero space between the question and anything else. Take a listen one more time. Have you decided whether or not to pick up the fifth year option for, for Justin? No. Like I said, I'm going to get before we got to do that. Hey, are you, a, are you a Marshall Harris? Cool. Yes. It'd be an immediate yes. If it was somebody who you weren't necessarily sure about, hey, are you in blah, blah, blah? blah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just simple. It's simple, simple things that happen right there. So I just wanted you to pay attention. So what are you saying? What are you saying, Gabe? What are you taking away from that? Did you decide to figure up that 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 when people ask, has Ryan Poles had his mind made up about certain things in the middle of the season? The answer is yes, because when you come to the end and you have a definitive answer to me, which seems like a definitive answer, um, like that, it's just no. It's like yeah. Listen, they're gonna pick up the option on Justin Fields, uh, unless they trade him before they pick up the option. But I think they're gonna pick up the option and then trade him. That's that's how that's gonna go. I like it. A lot of stuff to be happening. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go to Mark out in South Bend. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, hello there, Gabe and uh, and Marshall, and uh, happy uh, Martin Luther King Day. And uh, uh, Marshall, I enjoy uh, you uh, hosting your TV sports 
talk segment on WBBM. I appreciate that. Thank you for watching. We need all the viewers we can get. We're trying to rack up the viewers. Uh, the question I have is, I feel that uh, I've never been a, a big fan of Luke Getze, but I think he's fallen the scapegoat here because the, the Bears lost three games with double with double uh, point with uh, ten point leads or more going into that fourth quarter, and it was a meltdown on defense. Even after Vontez Sweat came over from Washington, to uh, the loss to Detroit in Detroit and Cleveland and Cleveland was again a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter on a prevent defense that uh, Matt Eberflus was in charge of and that just melted. And uh, I, I feel that uh, Eberflus was the reason they're not in the playoffs and they're going further with him, and I think it's a big mistake. I'd like to hear both your gentlemen's opinions. Mark, appreciate the phone call. And I mean, I understand the question, but come, some things we have to point out. One is that in the NFL, you have to score in the second half. And the Bears, yes, they were the beneficiary of having some double-digit leads early. But anyone that was watching these games throughout the season saw, hey, Luke Getzey was great at calling plays on the first two drives. Why? Because they were scripted, and, and, and the Bears had practiced them, and they'd you know done that going into the game, and there wasn't much thinking that needed to go into those. But in the second half of games, the assumption cannot be I scored in the first half, and then my defense's job is to then hold them for the rest of the game. The offense still has to do their side of the job in the second half, whether it's, you know, listen, the Detroit Lions only put up three points in the second half yesterday against the the Los Angeles Rams. And so, but you got to put up points to be able to create that, continue to have that gap there between you and the opponent because you only got to win by one just like they did yesterday. So I, 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 I hear you with the argument because th- we can agree that the defense can be better next season. Um, but to then solely say that that Lou Getzey is a scapegoat. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When you say scapegoat, I, I'm not saying he's the only reason why the offense failed. Right. Justin Fields, his fourth quarter numbers are atrocious. Horrible. But a lot of times the play calling put them in such situations where they weren't doing what they needed to do to keep drives alive or even have a chance to run some time off the clock. Yeah. So that the defense was put back on its heels. Now, yeah, I'm a big the prevent defense, what that does is prevent you from winning a lot of times. Uh, but I understand why some of the calls Matt Eberflus made were made. It's I, I think it's the team was only seven and ten. Uh, they won five of their last eight games, which is good. They beat both the Lions uh, and who else they beat? Vikings. They, yeah, Vikings. Which Vikings didn't have their starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins. So, but so like I get it. But yeah, they have to be better. But we can all agree that the defense was a bigger strength than the offense overall. And the defense actually showed improvement. The offense did not show consistent improvement. Yeah, and that's I, why Getzey had to go. When you look at Lou Getzey, though, right, you're like, you know, because before Matt Eberflus got here, when Nagy was here, you could look at, watch some games and be like, these are bad coaching decisions, whether it was timeliness of, of, of timeouts or, you know, whatever you were doing. And then when Eberflus got here, you feel like that kind of went away. But then you could look at the offense and, and, and it was, you know, obvious and in, in, in your face that there were certain moments when you thought to yourself, why are we doing this? Why, why, why that? And it should have been something else. And I think that was the big issue for the bears in that, you know, they felt like they could have just dialed up something different. Do you, where, what kind of a job is Luke Getzey going to have next year? It, uh, I don't think anyone's hiring him as an offensive coordinator in the national football league. Well, he's only been an offensive coordinator once and he got fired from that job How'd that after go? two years. Right. Yeah. So you think somebody said that uh, when I was, 
I was in Puerto Rico over the weekend, and we were having a lot of football talks. And somebody said that Aaron Rodgers is going to hire him as his quarterback coach and and for the Jets. I can see that, right? Aaron Rodgers is the reason why he got an offensive coordinator job to begin with. He's like, hey, come on. Hey, they don't want to hire you. Hey, the Bears don't want you. Watch this. Come play with me, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. The Bears scored. Get close how, to this. How many points do you think the Bears scored? How many times do you think the Bears scored 30 points last season? This past season? I know this is funny because Justin was like, I feel like we can put up 28 against anybody. And then I, I read a stat that I think it was like twice. They put up 30 points twice. <laughs> they scored 37 in, in uh, week two against... <laughs> The Falcons and they Justin Fields. We could put up twenty eight against anybody at the end of the uh, season. Two times over. <laughs> it's just I can't talk Bears anymore. I really do need a break from this conversation. No, no, no like, but but the people they're they're trying to talk to us. Like they're talking about the coordinators. Like they, they need to hire those coordinators quickly. Are you okay with Matty Berflus continuing to call plays and coach, or does he need to be more of a CEO type of head coach? I wouldn't hate a Ron Rivera here calling defense for the Bears. Okay. So so if it's Ron Rivera, who loves the jersey, Boricua, you know, comes in here, and he, and he, under, he has the same kind of grit and mentality like an Eberflus, and I feel like they, they would mesh well together. And then you get, get – it's like Ryan Paul said, we want an all-star squad in here. And I feel like, to me, a Ron Rivera is a defensive coordinator who's not looking to be a head coach probably again. He feels like he can ride into the sunset for the Bears, you know, where his legacy was, you know, built. I think that would be a good one for him. You? And offensive coordinator, is there somebody specific you're looking for? No. <laughs> Anything will be an upgrade. Because- Anything will be an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Anything will be an upgrade. So, uh, all right. So, uh, like I did, I really cannot talk about the Bears anymore. It's really breaking my heart. But I do want to talk about the Bulls. Oh. Uh, I was in Puerto Rico over the weekend, so I was only I only could watch and see things through the Twitter sphere. But my co-host today, Marshall Harris, oh, sports director there. from CBS Two, was in the building, and he said one thing was extremely different in the building than what we saw on TV. What was it? We'll tell you after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez, Marshall Harris, here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 